Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. Uh, welcome back, Chris. Thank you. Land of the living, inter- internet people. <laughs> hello, hello, I thought you didn't just have you didn't just not have internet. I thought you had no like power. You were like a like a like a frontiersman out there in the I, wild. I don't remember which one it is. This this house, whenever there's a wind above 15 miles an hour, I lose either power, internet, or both. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 basically. I feel like this is the Bronze Ages over here. I feel like this is this is what it's like. I think I remember it was you had internet but no power, so we tried to record by <laughs> by lantern light. But uh, yes, that does ring a bell, and I uh, unfortunately uh, it was it didn't it didn't end up working well. I tried to uh, I tried to use yakbacks to uh, to send in my recording. Didn't 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 go very well. Well, luckily you don't live in like a yeah a city on like the coast that usually gets hit by potential hurricanes or anything like that. So nothing can go wrong. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I don't I don't live near the coast, but I'll get rain and I will lose power and or internet. <laughs> that's 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 gonna happen. Perhaps you should hire an electrician slash internet trician. To fix your house, internet attrition. Yeah, I I need Google uh, to do uh, putting Google Fiber over here. That's what I need because even if I lose power, it's so it's so powerful, I'll still be able to access the internet. <laughs> I uh, I didn't tell you guys this before we started recording, but my phone says we're supposed to have uh, I have a severe weather alert for a thunderstorm starting in an hour. So oh jeez, okay, we gotta hurry. Yeah, we, uh, we better get moving. Yeah, we gotta hurry up. Well, yeah, but you um, you don't live in in Chris's town, so you'll probably still have internet and or power in an hour. Yeah, but I think if I'm talking to anybody who has storms going on, my internet goes out anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's just instant death for Chris. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like it's, it feels, it's sympathy, sympathy pains, sympathy internet outages. But yeah, I think I hear the thunder starting already, so maybe we'll see if it gets picked up on the, the background here. <laughs> but in IRL news, you guys were able to hang out recently. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I, for for those of you that don't know, I went up to Connecticut for like ten days, and yeah, we got to hang out. We didn't record in person. Um, you know, some say it's just uh, a lost, a relic lost to time. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, didn't end up recording in person. But we did uh, go out to some breweries. It was fun. A lot of food. Ate a lot of food. Yeah, food and beer. What else do you need? I mean, fun fact: I saw Chris in person less than a week ago. That is a fun fact. Yeah. That's a fun fact. You know, I did. I I do want to thank you guys because we were we were talking about our schedule today, and you know, being the end of August, um, I didn't know you guys were going to dedicate an episode directly to me, um, because oh yeah, because <laughs> you know how how at home I feel drinking fifteen percent ABV stouts in the middle of summer. Like it's just yes, yeah. <laughs> this is a Chris episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we thought ahead. We were like, he didn't have power last time. We need to we need to bump up the base a little bit here and get us all I mean, on board. I mean, they're uh, it's it's just it's touching. It's just touching. It's all it is. Um, I do want to before we move on to the beers though. I want to ask you, what was your favorite brewery in Connecticut outside of Fox Farm that you went to? Um, this is actually in Connecticut specifically. Like, so I didn't make as many rounds as as. I was hoping to, didn't end up happening. We did hit Fox Forum twice, obviously, but um, but honestly, uh, I went there with you, Todd. Cole's Road was like really, really good, and I remember them being good before, but I don't know. I could appreciate them more this time around. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just the time in there. which we hit them. 
You've been there, what, three times now? I think so. I think so. But for some reason, I don't remember. I, I remember them being good. But, like, I, I I was like, damn, this is phenomenal beer. Like, really, really good beer. And cool, cool, cool atmosphere, too. Like, cool place. So Yeah. Um, I think the first time we went was with Obert because it was when we were all in town during COVID. Yep. And then yeah. then we you came back in 2021, and you and I went. I think we sat in the same spot we sat in this time, which is outside yeah. against the rock wall. Yep. Yep. You I, that is that is correct. Yep. So yeah. So I guess that, it was my third time there. Hmm. It is. It, it's it's one of my favorite breweries in Connecticut, and nobody really it's talks very about good. it. So it's it, it is weird. Like you don't you don't hear about it very much. But I actually bought a crowler of their um, peanut butter something clouds peanut butter of, marshmallow clouds of delusion. clouds of delusion. Yes, 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 yes. I almost said fluffernutter, and I was like, that's not right. Um, <clears throat> but no, it's uh it was really good beer. I still have it downstairs. I haven't I haven't opened it yet, so. That's that's for another ninety plus degree day down here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But but yeah, Coles Road, solid. And uh, if you guys go to Connecticut, it's one you don't want to sleep on. You don't want to sleep on that one. Or do sleep on it. So when I go there, there's never a crowd. Or that. Or that. That's funny you say that, Ted. I started. I, I haven't done this yet, but um, I'm thinking about reviewing all of my favorite local places on Google with one star and my least favorite places on Google with five stars. <laughs> Just so uh, everybody goes to those places and be like, "Man, this plate was so, this wait was so long. I'm never coming back here again." Five stars. <laughs> Just you know, you got to keep the the riffraff away from your favorite places, especially in a tourist town like I live. Like people live and die by the Google reviews. You know, it's true. like that's very true. Like in what sense? Like talking about Google reviews, I think it's much like untapped reviews. But like, how often are you like? Well, this one does have 4.4 stars versus 4.2 stars, so I think we're going to go to that one. Like, <laughs> I will tell you that on on Yelp, I look at the reviews often, and if something has like two stars, I won't go. Um, if something has like uh, three and a half stars, and there's something like similar that has like four stars, that is enough to push me over the limit of like, all right, I'll go to the four star place and not the three and a half star place. Have you ever read a like one or two star review that made you want to go to a place? Like, I'll read a review from, like, a Karen who was like, it was too too noisy, like, there was no place for my kids, like, whatever. I'm like, this sounds like it's my kind of atmosphere. I'm going here. I have not, but maybe I should. I don't actually, like, read the reviews 99% of the time. I just kind of look at, like, oh, it's a, two, it's a two-star restaurant. To me, that means that there's a problem. Right. Maybe I should read them, though, because if it's, like, you know, the Karen, but it's like, but the food was excellent. Maybe I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll go there. Because the food's great and she won't be there. <laughs> but so other than Cole's Road, Chris, did you have any good uh, restaurants or good food you ate in your time in Connecticut? Um, I mean, we always hit the the normal, like when we used to live in Colchester, we would hit them up. There was one one place in particular that I, I kind of needed to go. Like I wanted a meatball grinder, right? Wanted a meatball grinder. Of and, course, and, of course. Of course. And there's really only one. There's only one in Connecticut. So <laughs> I, I I stopped. Uh, I was at my dad's house and like I stopped and had to stop at Green Onion and grab grab myself a meatball grinder. And uh, it was uh, it was amazing. It was still very good. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, I was so worried that you were going to be like, <laughs> they were off. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was worried he was going down that path. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's the best. It's the best meatball grinder in the state. It's fine. Um <laughs> not biased and i mean I if you're the there. best meatball grinder in connecticut i mean how big of a stretch is it to say <laughs> the world best meatball grinder in the world <laughs> yeah oh 
here's here's a fun story a fun story um i was uh so on a spur of the moment i took trains into new york city in and out of new york city to go to pokemon go fest 2023 in new york um which was a ton of fun um met some really cool online friends and stuff like that so uh really fun on the way back uh the way that we were taking the train i had like a bit of a layover in new haven and me in my infinite wisdom, like at like, I don't know, eight thirty, nine, nine o'clock at night. I can't remember exactly what time it was they, I was like, Oh, I'll walk to Sally's, uh, to get some pizza. And, uh, yep. So I walked there. It's like a 15 minute walk. Nothing too crazy at like nine something at night. So, um, and, uh, the line, <laughs> I don't know why I thought it wasn't going to be line was out the door. Absolutely out the door. I couldn't order online either. It was like, Oh, um, so I ended up walking down to the other pizza establishment and it was also at the door and I was like, I hate my life. So basically, instead of getting delicious pizza, I ended up walking 30 minutes for nothing in the dark of New Haven. It was pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> you, you did not tell me this. I know. I, uh, you know, it was one of those things where like, I don't know how many people I actually told that, but I was like, yep, that was something that happened. And you picked me up from the train yeah. station. So. Yeah, you didn't tell me this at all. Yep. Yep. I, I think I, I even asked you, like, did you eat food? And I think you said, yes, you had something, but you didn't tell me the whole, like, pizza story. No, yeah, because I didn't have the pizza. I I had some chips, like, at the guest. Chris was like, this pe- this story is too good. I got to save it save for, it the, for podcast. the podcast. I know. That's it. Yeah. Mean, Anyways, if-, if you only have an hour, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough time. Good to know. Next time you're on a train in New in- through New Haven, yep. Don't don't try and get pizza unless it's, you know, or order ahead. 2 like, p.m. If I would have thought, if I would have thought I could just have ordered it to go and then went and picked it up, but it would have been fine. Did not think that. that. I was true. like, I was like, oh, I'll just sit at, sit at a table and have some whatever pizza. And nope, wasn't meant to be. Could have easily, you know, asked your friend who lives in the state within 20 minutes of both a Sally's and a Pepe's um, could have had the pizza waiting for you because there's now there's now chains. There's there's uh, branches of Sally's as well. Throughout Connecticut as well. Oh, really? I mean, but if it's not the original, you know. Yeah, that's it, true. It's they're they're always they're all, they're never as good. Manchester's pretty good. It's the the second official location, but yeah. Sally's is the one in Weathersfield is like the the second location as well. Oh, but it's brand new. I have not been there yet. Hmm. Maybe next time. <laughs> well, all this talk of pizza is making me thirsty. <laughs> oh, I could go for some pizza. Yeah, pizza's but so good. Chris teased it a little bit. We all we we have a, we coordinated a theme today. We're all drinking our uh, Goose Island Bourbon County stouts. Yep. This week, mm-hmm. these have all been in our fridge since last November. Yeah, yeah, twenty two. Right? Are we or all doing maybe 22? longer? Ooh, oh, or maybe longer. I mean, ooh, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, but we got we got a whole Bourbon County themed episode. We're gonna have I think three different ones, and maybe we'll talk about the upcoming. Bourbon County releases. Maybe. So we hopefully might, hopefully you like stouts. Well, we all know I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, who wants to kick us off this week? Because uh, it is a Chris's dedicated themed episode. I think it's only fair that, that you would go first, Chris. Uh, yeah, no, that, that works for me. I'm hoping this isn't going to be too cold. Um, but uh, we, did take, we did take these out before we started recording. As is and famously, your air conditioning is off. My so. air, right, air conditioning. Actually, it was it was actually kind of like a low key, like not not 
the hottest day of the year today. You know, it was over overcast. So um, maybe this is too 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 perfect of a stout day for me to be drinking this. <laughs> um, but I have 2022's uh, Bourbon County brand coffee stout. So I have Ooh. the the coffee one. It's gonna give me a nice kick here right at the end of the day. Um, does this have the ABV on it? Yes, it does. Uh, I guess it makes sense thematically, though, that we start with the coffee one, you know? Yeah. Uh, hopefully one of you have a nightcap. 13.2% uh, alcohol on this one, so a little baby one. Um, but I picked this up from one of my trips to Total Wine, uh, the one where I was said I could have spent hundreds of dollars <laughs> on their bottle uh. selection alone. This was one of the bottles. So uh, here it is, 2022's Bourbon County. I have not... I haven't had a Bourbon County in a minute. It's been a while, so it's going to be a nice little treat here. So here we go. I, too, have not had a Bourbon County in a while, so I am kind of intrigued by uh, how this is going to taste, especially after drinking all those like bur- uh, all the uh, Barreled Souls beers. That is very true. Those uh, those definitely pack a bit of a punch, and they're, they're – I mean, they do – those also pack a punch, but they have, like – I don't know. There's always – there are always so many different adjuncts in those. They're, like, crazy – like this is just like coffee stout bourbon barrel and beautifully poured. Look at that nice thick, Ooh. three quarter of an inch caramel head. That is lovely. impressive. It is lovely. It's lovely. So on the nose, you get uh, some of the stout, some of the bourbon. Uh, it smells sweet. I don't smell coffee, but maybe once the head dies down, it'll be a little bit easier to smell. Um, but yeah, here we go. This is my first bourbon county in a while. I think I have another one, but it's like a twenty. 17 2015 something like that a barley wine that i have um but i guess that's for next bourbon county day so (laughs) so here we go let's see how's 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 this uh coffee stout gonna hold up yep that's really good um that's really really good uh geez so off the get i'll give you uh definitely can taste the coffee um like the coffee and the bourbon work so well together um and it just I don't know. It it hits you right up front with like a nice sweet sweeter on the sweeter side for the stout. Um, you get the coffee in the middle, and then it and, and then it kind of blends with the bourbon, and then you're left with like I'm gonna say a bourbon aftertaste, but I don't mean like a sting. Like it's not like a cheap a cheap whiskey or anything like that. It's it's like nice and smooth. Um, you get the bourbon aftertaste, which is always delicious when done correctly. Um, you know. Even though it is 13.2%, which is pretty high, um, I think it drinks a little bit smoother than some 10% beers I've had of the same like variety or say of the same vein. The more I have of it, the more I'm getting a little bit more of like the coffee flavor. I still stand by the fact that it is a bit on the sweet side. It's sweeter than I remember them being. And then um, hitting you with the with the bourbon, um, it is not. It's not harsh. Not harsh. Um, I think if you still like, if you were like not in in tune with like bourbon or whiskeys or anything, it might be a little bit off putting at, at still at the same time. But um, if you like any like this is, I don't know how they do it. This is very very good. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Very solid. Yeah, it's classic. It's a classic. What else is there to say? Uh, that's it. I mean, it's just it's just a bur- it's just a bourbon county doing bourbon county things. That's all it is. Perfect for. Uh, I mean, I'm imagining myself on a beach right now. Even though it's not a beach, yeah. it's not beach weather. <laughs> I'm imagining myself on a beach with a nice, thick Bourbon uh, County. A nice, appropriately warmed up, dark glass in your hand. Yep. Out of 
424 ratings. It's a lot. Jeez. <laughs> it is a lot. And just to confirm, this is the Bourbon County brand Coffee Stout 2022 version. So that is a yep. lot of lot of check-ins over the course of less than a year. Um, what do you think they rated it? Man, these are always tough because uh, these are some of the highest beers I think I've seen on Untapped, like throughout the years, like just year in year out, you're seeing high four two fives, low four fives, even like for some of these. It is very good. I mean, I gave it a four and a half. Coffee, I think, like these definitely have high hop pipe. I think the coffee is like one of the more favorited varieties. Um, so I think I'm, I'm gonna a lot, of, a lot of untappedology going into this. Yeah, guess well, here. and, and yeah, then this like is just, a, this is. It's this like is, that, yeah. that picture of Charlie trying to figure out like who's <laughs> who's doing what. Papa Silvio. Yeah. yeah. Someone make that make that meme and put it in the Discord. Um, okay, I'm gonna give it an extremely high, extremely high, and I think it's still gonna be too low. Four point three nine. So it is a little bit lower than that guess. Okay. Four point three two. Oh. Okay. You said that, and I was like, it's going to be like a 4.03. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, well. 3.88. <laughs> yeah. I, I said lower. I didn't say how much lower. No, I know. I know. Okay. So, see, I'll take it. I was going to say four. I, Chris came to play today. He's not messing around. Listen, you you, you, you had to knock out my internet to get one behind me. So <laughs> <laughs> It's so tough going first with these beers. You know they're all going to be monster scores. Like, oh, I mean, they're all going to be above. 4.7s. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be under 3. <laughs> we all know Ooh, that. I was going to guess higher than 3. Now I won't. <laughs> That's a good idea. Damn, I'm so sad I t- gave it away. <laughs> I- uh, um, all right, well, do you mind if I if I jump in here? Todd, sure. is that all right with you? Go ahead. The world okay. is your, not my monkey, not my zoo. <laughs> it will be your zoo soon enough. I gotta say, I like the uh, bottle cap that they have on these. It's got a nice golden goose on there. Goose Island Barrel House, it says. But okay, so I have... Um, Mine does not say that. It, oh, but maybe yours is older. Neither one of them. So, my, my bottle cap doesn't say that. I wonder if it's not from the official Goose Island Barrel House. Ooh, maybe. it's a knockoff. Chris, do you have that same cap? I do. I have the same cap. Yeah. No. Well, what the fuck? Todd has a forged beer. It's, it's the it's the mallard mallard inlet. What is this bullshit? <laughs> I will say so on the label right where it says 2022. Just to the left of it, it says Chicago made. I don't know if yours says that too. Ooh. Brewed in Illinois. Sounds fake. <laughs> Sounds forged. Mine says Chicago made as well. It's right. What it, the says, fuck? It, 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 right the here. The like, bottle up to two years. Yeah. Like right next to where they hand wrote it. Like right here. Yeah. Mine just says brewed in Illinois. Oh, you have a shitty one. <laughs> you got shitty ones. <laughs> got the knockoff. <laughs> so this week for you all, I have a Goose Island. And then it says the original Bourbon County brand. Ooh. Sir Isaac Stout. Um, 100% genuine Goose Island beer. Of course. <laughs> Um, which I mean, who would even think to counterfeit such a thing? But I mean, you know, from there's, the or- there's crazies out from there. the original Chicago made. That's how you know Chicago made. I am 2022. pissed. I am very angry. I hope. I hope. <laughs> I, 
I hope we get our own untapped to t- to check these in on. I don't want to. I don't want the made in Illinois ones. I don't want them in with right. my official Chicago made rating. Well, it would, you know, it would bring the rating down, right? Oh yeah. There's no way those are as good. I mean, this no is way. this is complete. I hmm. I have a whole a box of Bourbon <laughs> County somewhere that I don't know if I knew where it was. It'd be sitting here at my desk right now, and I'd be looking through all these. Um, <laughs> huh? It's in your. It's in your Bourbon County fridge. <laughs> I am. Anyway. I am upset. This is a stout aged in bourbon barrels with fizz, figs, graham crackers, and natural flavor. It is the Sir Isaac stout. Took me a second to figure out that they're talking about fig newtons is the, uh, the flavor they're going for here. Oh, Sir Isaac Newton. He's the guy. Uh, it took me till it this till now. Smells very figgy. Um, it smells very figgy when I just stick my nose up to the bottle but let's let's pour it let's take a look looks delicious i don't know how you got yours to all fit in your glass your glass must be bigger uh i believe i believe they are i believe this is 18 ounce glasses yeah i'll have to i'll have to make some room unlike chris though i have mine has zero head at all yeah i noticed that mine had big beautiful big beautiful uh big beautiful head bbh a little bit of carbonation i see popping up from the bottom of the beer but Overall, yeah, it looks just like a black, inky liquid. Um, let's see. Oh, I forgot There's to no do way, that. No way a T-Rex is going to see you. Nope, absolutely uh, you're not. You're safe from velociraptors, even, by all accounts here. I don't think there's a single predator on the Earth. Not even predator from the movie. Well, maybe the predator from the movie Aliens would see you. No, nope. he couldn't. His, his heat vision couldn't even make it through the spear. That's how thick it is. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, it smells just as figgy as when I poured it. So let's see how it tastes. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Ooh. So hearkening back to Chris's review, this is very sweet for a beer, which, you know, again, think if coffee is sweet, how sweet is a Fig Newton beer going to be? Ooh, very true. Yep. That's what you get for drinking Chicago brewed beer instead of Illinois brewed beer. But it's not overwhelmingly so. It's not like rot your fillings kind of sweet. The... The graham crackers do a good job of kind of balancing the sugar with kind of a more wheaty sweetness, if that makes sense. More oaty, perhaps. I did not know that Fig Newton's, the, the, the crust, was graham cracker. I'm just now learning this. Unless it's not, and I'm just, they just did that for the crust of the beer. But Yeah, I don't think it's, they're, I don't think they're graham crackers, but they're, they're kind of like the similar flavor to graham crackers. I don't quite know what huh. fig newtons are made out of, but fig filling with some kind of a sweet bread around them. Fig rolls but. filled with fig paste. Mmm, fig paste. <laughs> yummy, yummy fig paste. <laughs> Ooh, but now that I've let it sit for a minute, I'm starting to feel that burn. Um, sad fact, the opposite of a fun fact. Montana, you can only buy, I think it has to be under 14% ABV to be legally a beer in the state. So you can't buy beer over 14% ABV. And this is 13.9. So Just made it. Just made it. So you can't get all of the bourbon counties for sale in the state, um, which is sad. But I got this one, which is not that sad because it's very good. Um, I am not as big of a connoisseur, I think, as the other two of my co-hosts with bourbon counties. But it's fair to say I've had my fair share, more than most, probably I'm somewhere between the listeners and the co-hosts on this one. <laughs> 
think that might be a wide variety or a wide scale for for this type of beer. Sure, fair. Um, but yeah, I'm getting good again with along with that fig sweetness. I get a little bit of like honey, almost mead flavor. You know, it's maybe that like spicy honey sweetness you get, um, and just like some molassesy goodness. All in all, great beer. I was when Chris just casually threw a four and a half out there. I'm like, this is. I don't think mine's gonna be a four and a half good, but uh, like new untapped, probably a four point four. Um, so I guess that rounds up, rounds up to four and a half. <laughs> definitely, a- definitely one of the best uh, barrel aged stouts I've had this year. I can see drinking this, even though I know. Um, yeah, I can see why you're a, bar- a Barreled Souls Bottle Society member, Tud, because if they are able to pump out bourbon aged or barrel aged stouts this good on the reg, I would be I would be too. Well, I mean, you've had some of their beer at my house. Um I have, but it's just been a long time. I'm unlike Chris, I'm not really uh chugging these these double digit percent stouts all summer long. <laughs> oh shit. Chris, we didn't What's drink the, the Magnum the Magnum barreled souls beer. Oh uh, damn it. Well, good news. I'll be in Connecticut in October. I have so. five of them. Ooh. Oh no! Send me oh, one. No. Send me one, and we'll just have it all on the podcast. Um. We'll just we'll we'll crack it open. I'll drink a third. Todd, you drink a third, and then we'll pour the last third in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> oh, okay. See that? Perfect. There we go. Problem uh, solved. I know. I know. Damn, that sucks. I, oh, I'm really I mean, upset now. I know. We'll have to... A, because I wanted to get rid of some of these magnums, and B, because I wanted you to have some of them. Because I can't drink a Magnum yeah. by myself. I know. What, I, I have the same the problem. I got beers. Uh, 15.6%. That sounds pretty pretty steep. Pretty That's steep. illegal in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Ober's not allowed to have it in his state. Yeah. Might as well be contraband. Um, I know, but I have some verticals that I've been saving, which I can't enjoy myself. So I'm just waiting until the next time one of you comes out to visit me, where we can uh, partake in these, these vertical flights that i've been saving for year over year but anyway uh back to this sir isaac stout four and a half um yummy yummy i wish my only regret is not having other ones to compare it to because i would love to you know so often we have these reviews and we're like oh it tastes like bourbon and molasses and sweet and whatever i'd love to be able to do a little side-by-side comparison and see how much this really tastes like coffee and that one really tastes like fig newtons and whatnot but um yeah four and a half all right i mean solid i'm glad that you agree with uh the four and a half club so far um probably made in chicago makes a big difference um oh yeah yeah, yeah you know the authentic ones oh, yeah. for sure 100 percent uh so out of thirteen thousand seven hundred and seventy one ratings what do you think sir isaac scored well i'm going to do my best to not let chris's rating influence mine because i don't think that's very fair you know um, but I do think for sure people rate these in a narrow band between four and a quarter and four and a half. I think that's, that's easy to, easy to say. So, uh, and I think that's why Chris went right down the middle. Not I like how I'm like, I'm not gonna let Chris's guess his mind. And then immediately I'm like, oh, but you average four, two, five and four and a half and you get four, three, eight, which is what Chris guessed. <laughs> another, another Charlie day thing over here. I know. I know. So I'm going to say 4.35. I need Todd to get really good because as of right now, you're at a f- uh, 4.36. Uh, 
Ooh. 0.01. Ooh. Okay. And That's going to be tough for me to take down here. Like this is uh, I know. I'm going to get a perfect score. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever been rooting for you before. <laughs> I don't think I've ever Over. Been right. Would you, would you say board. that you would give me? Would you say you'd send me like 20 bucks if I just threw the Hey hey shh, shh, shh. don't we don't we don't have to talk about that. We can talk about that. Hey, hey, that's how Ober got all That's Ober spent over $600 getting <laughs> getting points in this in this damned podcast. <laughs> it's an elaborate conspiracy where I have Tud text me a guess close enough to get on the board, but not exactly right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes before any of the other co-hosts have even guessed their beer. I'm so. on to you now. Forfeiture of yeah. all points. <laughs> Yeah, you never check. It's a script. You, you don't know Obert and I's secret text message group with just us. Right. No, you guys have mentioned it before, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. I mean, you have. It's a it's a rigged show. Yeah, I know. We, we let the audience in, but. just like the NFL. So this week, apparently, I have a subpar uh, Bourbon County beer because mine was not brewed in Chicago. However, it was brewed in the great state of Illinois. Um, I brought an option to uh to kind of decide which one to drink but after looking more closely at one of them it is a uh a wheat wine so i'm not going to drink that one but one's a bootleg you're saying well so one is a wheat wine ale aged in bourbon barrels with apple cinnamon and natural caramel flavor and it's called the caramella bourbon county ale bourbon county Brand Caramella Ale is what it's called. But because it's a wheat wine, I think that kind of disqualifies that one from my options for this week. So the beer that I am drinking this week is Bourbon County uh, brand Kentucky Fog Stout, which is a stout aged in bourbon barrels blended with Earl Grey tea, black tea, and honey. Sounds amazing. Uh, This baby weighs in at 14.1%. So um, over... Be careful, you this is contraband for you. Illegal in Montana. And it, no, on the back it was actually so on so this is from year twenty or twenty twenty. So right in the middle of the pandemic, um, I got this beer. And it says it's brewed and barrel aged and bottled by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. So I just wonder if maybe they changed their label. I mean it doesn't sound right. Twenty twenty and twenty twenty two. Yeah. I, I will guarantee you that I will look at my other bottles of Bourbon County to see if they if they're all like this and if I don't have the stupid logo, because mine is just a goose. Oh. Ooh. Ah. Okay. Mm. It's basically the same as ours, except a little different in the fact that it's identical to every other regular Goose Island beer. Right. And right. not special in gold. Right. We should get the these made in, We should get these made into necklaces. Like yeah, we could all match. Yeah, like BFF necklaces. Yeah. So, um, Todd, have you ever had a London Fog, the beverage? No. Now, um, I know it's a Coke it company, is, a, is it not? London Fog. I think it, perhaps, but the when you go to a coffee shop and you order a London Fog, you will get a basically an Earl Grey tea latte. So it's Earl Grey tea, but with steamed milk on top. I mean that, is that that's kind of like a kind of like a London way of drinking their tea, right? Because they drink their tea with milk. Yeah, yeah, but uh, steam with the steam milk. I guess that's what makes it with the London fog. So that's I think where the name of your beer is inspired by. I would imagine so. Um, except for this I was is hoping it was I was hoping it was an abomination collab, but uh, unfortunately not. That'd be good. I would <laughs> I would go for that. Um, for those of you out there 
our listeners who might be tea connoisseurs. This is made with kilogram tea. Uh, so in case that means anything to anybody, you guys should hop into the Discord and let us know if that's something special. So it did pour, dark as night, um, with a nice frothy head on top. The, um, the T-Rex test is going to fail completely. Um, same as Obert, same as Chris's, you are not finding yourself, you're not finding anything in this. A predator, you'd be safe from a predator. It is, I mean, it's, it, it has warmed up a little bit, so perhaps the predator might be able to see through some of the cold and see a warm spot on the other side. But other than that, you're pretty much safe. The one thing I will say is that this, my bottle, I don't know if what yours says in the back of the little flappy piece, but mine says develops in the bottle for up to two years. So on the back of mine, where it says the ABV, it says, uh, drink by August 12th, 2022. So you're late. It is. Inspired beer over here. It is August 28th or 29th, 2023. So we're a little late. Maybe that helps. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe mine's not a four over above a four two five for a rating for myself. Maybe I have no idea. Mm. Let's the suspense um, is killing me. Let's dive on in. On the nose, it actually smells like tea, bourbon tea. Uh, would you say it is a uh, bourbon county? Yes. <laughs> over, you did such a good job editing out all the laughs. So many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if that was ever was a dad joke, <laughs> it was right there. How did you know? Oh man. So, for a flavor, it is sweet. I wouldn't call it overly sweet, but it does. I, I see where you guys are going with from it being on a sweet end. Um, I do get a little. I bit think of, these beers are just naturally going to be sweet. Yeah, right? high ABV. They had yeah. to start off with a lot of sugar. Had to be fermented out. Um, a lot of adjuncts. I mean, this has this has gray tea, black tea, and honey. So the honey adds a little bit more sweetness. Um, just naturally going to be sweet. You, I do get some of that bourbon kick to it at the end not like a not like a fire but you could tell there's bourbon in here you get a little bit of oakiness and then my beer's been out since we started recording too so it's a little bit warmer than probably chris's was and slightly warmer than obert's but i do on the goldilocks scale you have the hottest porridge i think it's probably exactly (laughs) where i think this is exactly where we wanted to be and in fact just right has reminded me watch out simba the temperature of this beer is a is 60, 60.7 degrees. I think that's I think that's too warm to be honest. I think you want to drink these like in the low fifties is my guess. Potentially, I forgot that Chris does not know this. Like you're at like red wine temperature there. Red, Perhaps. red wine. Um, but you know, got to deal with what I got to deal with because I had to wait for you guys to both drink yours. But I will say, I think this has allowed the tea. To kind of pop through a little bit. I don't get it on the, the initial flavor. I don't get it after the bourbon kick. But after a couple seconds of not drinking it, I start to like breathe out like an herbal essence that I'm imagining comes from the tea. How does that impact the flavor? Do you like it? I think it's a nice addition because it does... I like tea. Uh, personally, I'm a big tea fan. Um, I'm not an Earl Grey tea fan, but I am a black tea fan. So... What, what, what are we... We are a beverage podcast. I feel like you can't leave us hanging there. What are you? What's your go-to tea? Oh, I mean, probably just standard like Lipton tea. I also, I'm a big green tea, green tea fan. Hot, iced, both. I prefer. So I prefer all my beverages iced. Um, every single one of them. I don't like hot coffee. I don't like hot tea. Um, I don't like hot chocolate. Except for 
Except for bourbon barrel aged stouts. You like those room temperature. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I'm not Jason here where I'm I'm sticking my beer in the microwave to get it warm. But Right, right. But this is I mean, this is this is getting to the ep- the upper echelon of like how warm I like my drinks. Um you know, hot tea if the only time I ever drink like a hot beverage is hot tea when I have like a sore throat. Because it's the best way okay. I found to like knock that out. But normally green tea is my go to, that and black tea. Um I'm not a big fan of flavor tea either but this is good it's got like that nice herbaliness of a tea that you can taste there it kind of tastes it doesn't taste like iced tea it kind of tastes like what i remember hot or what what we know hot tea to taste like which is very different in my opinion um iced tea versus hot tea have have a different herbalness to them which is impressive because that means they were able to capture that that's pretty cool yeah overall pretty good um i like this i don't think i like it as much as i liked i've liked other bourbon county stouts um it's not like a normal bourbon county i've had coffee stouts from them before i've had you know elongated barrel stouts i think i had a a cola bourbon county stout on here probably about six to seven months ago Um, i think that one was like two thumbs down that one was this is better than that i will say this significantly better i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give it a four two five it's not quite up to snuff of a barreled souls or a um you know, other bourbon counties. Disappointing, but understandable. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's, would I drink this again? Absolutely. Um, if I was given this and the option of drinking maybe one of your guys' bourbon county stouts, I'd probably choose your guys' bourbon county stouts, especially Obert's because you're a tough grader and you gave it a four and a half. Yeah. You feel like the, the bronze medalist chugging champagne from that meme. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Where you're like, this is by the third best beer on the podcast, but I'm enjoying it anyway. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, what do you think the drum roll? Drum roll. Wait for it. Nineteen thousand nine hundred and seven. Sorry, nineteen thousand nine hundred and six other people who've checked this beer in. So surprisingly, uh, the highest, the highest amount of checked in, or the highest amount of check-ins. But it's also a two-year-older beer. Yeah, than you guys. we've had a lot of time. You know, all, all of ours has the same flap. It says you should wait two years. So. There's a lot of people collectively sitting on the beers that Chris and I drank tonight. I have no idea how to rate this. I know that both your guys' was was in the four threes, but I, I mean, this one tastes just like, just like the others, just not as good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they took, they went with a bold direction with the tea, but it didn't, didn't ultimately pan out is what you're saying. Right. Like it's still a, it's still better than 80% of barrel aged beers out, barrel aged stouts out there. It's just not the best of the best. And I think you guys brought some of the best of the best. I mean, you know, Bourbon County's coffee stouts are legendary, right? And then when they hit on an adjunct beer, like it sounds like they did on the, the Isaac st- stout, they're they're also legendary. That's kind of, that's what got them bought by by Imbev. Right. Um I'm gonna go lower than you guys, but I'm not gonna go lower by much. Um four point two I have it in my, 4.18. That's a lot lower than you guys. But so saying the two, I couldn't figure it out. 4.18 felt right to me. Um, it's even lower than that with a 4.08. Ugh. That's what I heard Ted say, yeah. though. I heard 408, honestly. That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, two out of three. Okay, Ted got it exactly correct, <laughs> but unfortunately is disqualified because he has previously checked in this beer. Oh, shit. When? Todd, what did I check this in? 
this you checked in on January 28th, 2021, mm. where you gave it a three and a half. Ooh, controversy. Maybe Let's just throw from the bottom. Th- throw this whole episode out. This one doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> this one doesn't count. Oh, dang. Interesting. I really I was really hoping we were going to get whatever what we on two, two, 240 something. I don't know. Did I leave any <laughs> comments behind to like kind of give? No, it did earn you the heavyweight level seventy nine badge. Okay, but uh... I mean, in my defense, I was recovering from surgery. Probably wasn't in the right stage state of mind. I don't even remember it. Yeah, and I remember almost no. every beer I ever check in. Yeah, um, I mean that's a it's a harsh grading, but um, it just goes to show that I'm glad to know that it winners. got better. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, Listener of the pod, Sal, checked in at four and a half, and uh, the Scotty91 checked in at 4.6. But um, you were the, the outlier here. I think, you, I think you might have just been like spitefully rating it low because you, it wasn't as good as the other ones. You know what I mean? I think you graded it extra harshly because it was a Bourbon County style. Can like, you see? Maybe you had it next to other, other yeah, ones. Yeah, I was going to say, can you see if I would drink other things that day and checked in other things? You know what? I think I might be able to figure that out, but it might take me a little bit. So while I'm doing this, why don't you bring our listeners over to uh, to Bourbon County Land 2023 and and tell us what we have to look forward to this year? Yeah. So um. So I will do that. As you guys, as the listeners all know, I am a huge fan of Bourbon County stouts. Um. It's it's my yearly tradition to go out on Black Friday. Um. Generally, either I wake up early and go do it, or I don't go to sleep after shopping. Uh. That's a throwback to when. People actually used to go out shopping at night, and now they just now I just sit at home and order things on Amazon. But I do like to wake up early and show up in my total wine and, and wait in line. Um, generally, I'm not the first, and I'm not like the last. I'm probably like the tenth person in line. So I am excited about these years or every year's lineup. And this year's lineup, I think, is pretty good, and it might actually be one of the better lineups that we've seen in a couple of years. So obviously, we have the the original 2023 Bourbon County brand original stout. Um, then we've got a 2023 Bourbon County brand Eagle Rare two-year reserve stout, a 2023 Bourbon County brand Angel's Envy two-year cask finish stout, and then a two, uh, 2023 Bourbon County brand Bananas Foster stout, a uh, backyard stout, which is a they dove into their vault and pulled out an iconic recipe. Uh, in 2013, they released a backyard rye. So this is a remake of that recipe back from 2013. And then they have obviously their proprietor stout and that rounds out the, um, the lineup, but overall a year without adjuncts. Yeah. Um, that's very different. Yeah. And it's all solidly aged two years, two year stouts. I mean, we got an Eagle rare an angels envy and then a, a, a rye stout. And then the only, the only real flavor is the bananas foster and, I think that this, I think a stout with one of these stouts with bananas in it is going to be pretty good. I, that's the one I'm most excited about, to be honest. I wish they uh, would tell that's me. That's mostly because I'm like not a bourbon guy, so I don't quite, like, I can't appreciate some of the other ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I think, Obert, uh, you know, none of the ABVs are announced for these. Right, right. Um, so I, I, They probably don't know yet, you know? Yeah, so unfortunately, I can't tell you which ones you'll be able to get in your state. I would imagine that the adjunct one you probably should be able to find. Um, I don't. I don't know if you're going to find a lot of the other ones, which makes me excited because they're going to be. That's just that much more for you. 
that yeah, that and they're going to be pretty boozy, which I think is going to be fun. Chris, any of these stick yeah. out to you? Well, I will say jumping in here though the um, the backyard stout with mulberry, boysenberry, and marionberry sounds really interesting to me. I don't think it's going to be that good, but I think it'll be different. So I'm looking forward to that. Is that what that one was? I didn't I didn't get to finish reading the whole thing, but it, I I did see it was a re-release of a 2013 beer. So this barrel aged stout first was aged in bourbon barrels for less than one year. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what a boysenberry, a mulberry, or a marionberry tastes like. I'm assuming they probably all taste like a berry. Um, I think that's fair. And again, we're not talking about what the definition of a berry is. Oh, no. We can't, go, we can't go a whole try. episode going by with what a fruit is. <laughs> this is not a berry podcast. We're not getting into it. Um, but if anybody knows what a marionberry, a boysenberry, or a mulberry tastes like, Discord. That's the place you want to go. Marionberry is a Oregon thing. And uh, Tillamook makes a Marionberry ice cream, which is, is it, pretty tasty. What is To you, what does it taste like? Marionberries, man. It's like asking what a snozberry tastes like. I'm speechless for an answer, but I don't like it. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm finally looking at the pictures. I had to look it up on my own. And uh, the cask stout, that's speaking. The cask finish, that's my... That's the one I'm going for. That just sounds... I, I love cask beers. The, the Angel's Envy yeah, one? Yeah, Angel's Envy to your cask finished out. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I'm hoping to get the Bananas Foster one. That one does we'll That see. one does sound interesting. Um, I mean, the other ones are... Well, a lot of... Lot of uh, I don't know. A lot of good ones this year, it seems like. So the cask well, one is interesting because it's, it's aged in Angel's Envy for a year and then transferred to a port wine barrel. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Ooh, sounds intense. It's going to be very rich. I can just, yeah. I, I know it's going to taste very sweet. Like you thought these things I were would, sweet. That thing is going to be like, like hurt your feelings sweet. <laughs> I want to put that one in a saucepan and reduce it down and use it as, as a syrup over some vanilla ice cream. That's what I want to do with that one. Or reduce it down and put it over some bananas foster and drink the bananas foster stout with it. <laughs> now you're talking but uh that that i mean I'm, i'll be out there black friday you know i, I think we st- sometimes we stand a little too hard for bourbon county stouts i don't but, think so um, i don't think so i think these are these are special these are still brewed by the the guys who founded goose island that's the big thing is that they inbev never took it away they allowed the guys who owned it to do it and this one they seem like i they seem like they're motivated to like do a good job. And I wonder if that's because they probably they probably saw your three and a half. <laughs> well that and we're like, listen, we gotta we gotta step it up. The, the, Chicago that, only from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I wonder if they saw like InBev has been looking to like sell off some of these entities, right? You know, they're they just sold off a bunch of them a couple weeks ago. They're kind of in some financial trouble because, you know, they got you know, and they got caught in a mob essentially. I just wonder if the guys from Goose Island are maybe thinking about jumping back in. Maybe they can get their brewery back for less than what it was sold for. Who knows? It just seems like this is like you, this seems like a weird year because it's like these are really good flavors and like the past couple years have been kind of dull. Yeah. Well, we'll, we will report back uh, in two years (laughs) when we have our, when we drink our Bourbon County 2023s. I mean, we got straight 2022s this year, so. That, that's very fair. I guess it's more referring to the, uh, the, what the label recommends. Mm. <laughs> but I was able to pull up your check-in count from January 28th, 2021. Okay. 
And get this, the first beer you checked in that day was none other than a Descent into Madness number one from Cole's Road Brewing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which you rated a four and a half. It is a really good beer. Um, you then followed it up with Loose from the Axis, another Cole's Road Brewing beer with cinnamon, vanilla, and brown sugar, which you gave a 3.75. And then you rounded out the night with the Kentucky Fog at a three and a half. I probably slept so. real good that night. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, the ABVs on these babies? Can you, can you read those off? Um, it's kind of a sandwich. You got a 14.6 followed by a 6 followed by a 14.1. Whew. Good for, good for past me. <laughs> yeah but uh that's funny that that we were t- that we brought that brought it back to cole's road not only that but the same beer that you mentioned earlier no no not the same beer clouds of delusion was earlier oh i don't know how i confused clouds of delusion with the descent into madness descent into madness is uh their bottle series um okay. i have i have a bottle of every single one of those series uh i usually buy two i drink one right away and then i save one um but they haven't released one in a while because Polly's waiting on the barrels to finish. So they should be coming up. I think they're th- I think they're going to be fall items this year, which I'm super excited for. Very nice. Uh, do you take Do you take requests? Because I mean, it sounds like we're going to be drinking together in October. I I can. I mean, I've been known to sometimes be a DJ and take you know audience requests. Here's what I want to drink with you this fall. I want to drink the best pumpkin beer that's that you can find. And an IPA I've never had before that you really like. Hmm. Like from an IPA from a brewery that you've never had or an IPA period that you've never had? An IPA period I've never had. I was going to say like your favorite new IPA from 2023, but I was going to, I'm going to leave it a little bit more open, but maybe I'll throw that in for like a little inspiration for you to, to kind of look for. See, this has been a year of not a lot of new IP, like the only, the only, Brewery that really comes out with like new IPAs, like new new IPAs, is Abomination. And you know I love Abomination, right? So I got to find something. That's a good challenge. I'm gonna figure this out. Um, Does anything come to mind when I was talking about the um, pumpkin beers, though? Like, I know you've a long time ago the Southern Tier, right? You were a big Pumpkin fan. It's still my favorite. That and War and Warlock's a good one. I mean, it's a one you probably haven't had, right? It's a pumpkin. Who's stout. that from? It's by Southern Tier as well. Uh, they do a they do a pumpkin and they do a warlock, which is a, a pumpkin stout. And pumpkin is okay. a pumpkin ale. I always like. I don't know. To me, it, for pumpkin, the one that always sticks out in my mind is the one me and you had in Statesville. Oh, <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, but it's, it. No, nobody has ever come freaking close to that beer. Yeah, it was that was, and it delicious. wasn't even a. It wasn't even a pumpkin beer. They called it a gourd beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so good. Though. It was the the greatest pumpkin you, beer I've ever had. Do you remember who it was from? Nope. I remember none. I remember. I bet nothing. you, if you look back in my Untapped, I know it was in 2021. Yeah. Okay, so listeners, after a long aside, we have found the beer. It is the Gourd Rocker from Double Barley Brewing, which is their pumpkin slash yam beer. Um, fifteen hundred check-ins, three point nine five. So. I remember it being Tell really this good. This is the beer that I expect you to have waiting for me when I come visit you. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be possible, but I will find something for you. I will have to go out of my way and try every well, pumpkin beer that I see this year. We've talked about it on the podcast before, and that's that there's no good pumpkin beers in Montana because we don't have pumpkins here. So um, 
I have to go to Connecticut for some good pumpkin beers. But fortunately, I'm going to Connecticut in October. So I'm going to be basically orange, an orange alcoholic by the end of my trip, I think. I mean, I will say <laughs> that the, the spicy atomic pumpkin by, by Voodoo Ranger, um, or by New Belgium, but it is a Voodoo Ranger like variant, I guess, is a really good one as well. Um, that should be readily available almost everywhere. I mean, I don't know about Montana, but... No, we get Voodoo Rangers. I'll look for that one. Because that, that one's a solid one, especially if you like a little bit of I don't, kick. I don't trust Colorado breweries to add pumpkin to things, though, unfortunately. That one, I, I, I can vouch for that one. I mean, <laughs> as of a couple years ago, I haven't had it in a couple years. Uh, Voodoo Ranger also used to be really good, and now it's not. So I think they just kind of sold out. I'm YMMV, sure as the, the youth say. I have a um, like Space Force... Tropical IPA Voodoo Ranger in my fridge. I thought I'll bring it to the podcast. It literally tastes like Hawaiian Punch, which is fine, but not like what I want when I want to drink an IPA, you know? I, I don't think I've had a good Voodoo Ranger in years, and all of them have tasted like, not even like Hawaiian Punch, they've tasted like ass. Um, well, Hawaiian Punch is definitely better than <laughs> ass. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if I had to pick between ass and... Uh, and um, not ass. Some high C or Hawaiian <laughs> not punch. Ass. <laughs> not ass. I was just trying to think of like a collective, like anything else other than ass. I think I'd probably take anything else. Yeah, that's fair. It's very sad because Voodoo Ranger used to be like, you knew what you were getting. I've, well, I know, I, I think we've talked about this before. I've never been a big Voodoo Ranger fan. I don't know. It's just never hit, never hit for me. So same, same here. Um, and New Belgium, if you're listening, we can be bought. Yep. A hundred percent there, but we're clearly not right now. So <laughs> true. Um, but all right, I think it's time we move on to a frosty mug of wisdom. Um, Chris, I know just a little behind the scenes, Chris texted me. He said, sorry, I lost power. Um, I know we're going to be out of town for a couple weeks, but I can't wait to do handles when we get back because <laughs> I'm just so excited to share what I have with all of our listeners. That um, doesn't sound like something I would say. <laughs> I also heard that listeners. He, I also heard that he had to do like a makeup handle, so there's got to be two handles. Right, that's right. We're just giving the mug to him this week, yeah. and he's just chugging all the wisdom himself. That's what he but told first, me when he was here that he had like this like like Jordan, massive awesome two handle thing. Take it away. You got it. Let's go, Jordan. Uh, play the long version. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Finish Eclavado. Right. Thank you, Jordan. Um, perpetual guest of our hearts and minds and souls. 
um, cool dude, theme song author. Only found, so, only found here. Only found here. We own Jordan. He's ours now. <laughs> From DAWF fame. <laughs> yes. One in the um, same. Wreck my what now? Um, for those of you who might be new, uh, two things. One, Bourbon County is a brand of stouts from Goose Island. They were the first ones to do bourbon barrel aging. Two, we take a wisdom mug of wisdom every week, and we metaphorically fill it up with three handles worth of wisdom. Um, it all makes sense, trust me. But to kick it off this week, we have Chris. Chris has imparted great wisdom on us in the past, and he will continue to do so. Such as Dawn Dish Soap. Dawn Power Wash. Dawn Power Wash. You know, I keep getting YouTube ads for Dawn Power Wash, and I'm like, have you, clearly it's a good product. I was say, if they're not, have, you, have you not it, used it still yet? It's out there. Have you guys not Power Wash? I have not. Oh my, really? No. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised now. Honestly, I probably would have by now if it wasn't the worst handle of all time. <laughs> True. Yeah, they should like, actually I sue you. Out of don't spite. want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you have, you have shamed their name. No, you guys can redeem my my handle. You can you can come back and be like, you know what? We were hard on you for the Dawn Power Wash. No more handles for what if Chris. I, we're we're done. What if I just came in and was like, you know what, guys? I have a, a handle. It's on Power Wash. And then Todd totally went along with it and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Chris would, Chris would officially quit the podcast. I would. Yep. I would. Mic I, drop. If Obert had made it a handle, I probably would have bought it already. But because you made it a handle, no. I'm going to have to make I'm gonna have to, everything I like in the world. I'm going to have to make a handle nowadays. Um, but anyway, so Chris, you've been off for three weeks. You've driven several thousand miles at this point. Uh, you've traveled near and far experienced many new things in your life and world um and he's ready he beyond ready to share some of those things with us so without any further ado i present chris's handle <laughs> god damn it it's quite the lead-in right there i know right that's the best handle introduction ever for someone who never has a handle um shit <laughs> all right well maybe i'll go how's that sound we'll let chris think about it oh we weren't going. Pressure we're, off, we're, we're going with the anti-handle this week. No, no, it's no anti-handles. <sighs> no um, boiling hot cauldrons of anti-wisdom. <laughs> um, I wanted to recommend. I mean, a I, TV show. I do have something ready to go. Then let's let's let Tud take our very frosty mug of real wisdom, fill it up first handle. Go. What do you got for us? Sure. So I'm going to go this week with something called a hero clip. So what this is, is this is a carabiner style clip um, that you can, it's really, I found it really useful for traveling. So the fun thing about this clip is while it is a carabiner style clip, it also has the ability to twist and become a hang clip with a carabiner. Um, if you are curious listeners, it's kind of difficult to describe over an audio medium. So there will be a link down in the show notes for what this is. But basically, picture a carabiner with, on the back side, another clip that goes up and around to form a clip so where you can hang anything that's inside the carabiner on another item. So what this comes in handy for is when you're on like a plane and you need to hook something on the seat in front of you and you could clip it on with a carabiner, this is something perfect for that. Or if you're in a hotel and you need to hang up like a toiletry bag, for example, you can clip this on there and it has a 
built-in hook to it. Um, I find this item really great for traveling or just for general purposes around the house sometimes when you need to hang up something like a tool bag and you can clip this over a wall or a door or anything like that and clip your tool bag onto it. That way it keeps your tools somewhere handy in case you don't want to put them on the floor because maybe you might be working on the floor. This thing is great. It is called a Hero Clip. There are knockoffs on Amazon. In my experience, the Hero Clip is the best version of them. It is the most expensive version, but they do seem to hold up the best. They come in a variety of colors. Um, the, the one in my hand currently is red, but really cool item. It's called a Hero Clip. Check it out. Link in the show notes. Now, is this a product from that that Shark Tank show? I don't know. It has like real Shark Tank vibes. Maybe that's just because you're such a good salesman. I mean, maybe like maybe they should hire me and bring me to Shark Tank to sell this for them. But this thing, I will tell you this: this thing is awesome and it holds a shit ton of weight. Like, I've held my entire toolkit with this. It's not that big. I mean, as you guys can see, when it's closed, it fits in my hand pretty easily. Like, this thing is sweet. If you ever needed a carabiner, but you've also been like, I wish I could hook this onto something else, this thing is awesome. Like I said, unfortunately, it's a little pricey. This is like 15 bucks for one of these. That's why I only have one of them, but get yourself a... You get your money's worth. Yes, I I think it was well worth the money, especially with as much as I use it, especially on planes. Um, I always seem like I'm always hooking something onto it and then hooking the hook onto the seat in front of me, like onto like the tray table or something, because it fits in there and it's perfect. Couldn't be happier with the purchase of this. I've gotten my $15 out of it. So I'm sold. Great. But like, are you hooking like a tablet like to to look at? What are you usually hooking on? I mean, it'll hold a tablet. Generally what I do, because like like a switch case or like a Steam Deck case doesn't fit into the seat uh, pocket. I use this to to clip the handle on to the case. So the case will be suspended there. So it's not taking up your your foot your leg room. Right. Your foot space. Right. Right. Um if you got like the right iPad case, this could hold up as well and hold your iPad there. It's just anything you could ever think of that you needed a hook and a carabiner for. They make one. They make an all in one one. And it's called the Hero Clip. Great. Well, link will be in the show notes. Get yours, but don't get red because that's Tuds and you don't want to confuse them. <laughs> um I'm ready to go. I have a TV show. Have you noticed Amazon TV has been killing it lately? Because they've had some bangers lately. Um, the one I want to bring to you today is called Hijack. It is, I'm going to pitch it basically as 24, except instead of Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer, it's Idris Elba is the main character. And he's not like a counter-terrorist agent. He's like a high-profile business business negotiator who just happens to be caught on a hijacked airplane. I am intrigued. Um, I like Adrian's album, so... Yeah. The thing I enjoyed the most out of the show was it seemed like it had the same, like, very similar pacing and stakes to 24, which if you watched 24 two decades ago, um, you would probably enjoy Hijack. But there's only seven episodes in the season, so usually in a season of 24, I found, like, they really had to fluff it up to get 24 episodes. You know what I mean? Like back in the cable television days, to fill out a full season, they had to like throw some side plots in that didn't mean anything. Hijacked seven episodes, start to finish. Every episode, great cliffhanger. It was a complete, um, you know, binge watch show. You like Idris Elba, you'll, you'll enjoy the show. Um, Idris Elba on a plane, 
getting hijacked and he's got to negotiate his way out of it. He does a good job. It's it's fun. Um, trailer, click the link in the show notes. The only thing I know about 24 is the clock. Beep, beep, beep. You never watched 24? Beep. Never. So, I tried. I tried about three years ago. And yeah. I have to say, it's not a show that ages very gracefully. It's funny you say that, Todd, because so I was watching with my girlfriend. We were watching Hijack, and we finished it. I'm like, this makes me want to watch 24. So we downloaded season one of 24. Season one of 24 takes place in 2001. So half of the plot points would be solved if you had like Google, a cell phone that could text and Google Maps. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, I don't know where I am. I. Like this phone unexpectedly rings loud, like, like, and it's very technology focused. So they're like, send that GPS satellite to my Palm Pilot, and like, there's it. It is. You notice why I did not continue to watch the series after I started it, right? Like, I could see that, but I tell you what, it is corny at times. And again, two decades old. It makes me really feel very old. But um, I'm already like most of the way through season one. And um, mini handle twenty four. I think it holds up. Ted doesn't. I think it depends if you saw it before. If yeah. You, so if I you never watched it originally. I never watched it. I watched a few episodes because I remember like all you guys were into it in 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 middle. Jesus Christ. In I watched middle it in school. Yeah. Um. But I remember a lot of people that we went to middle school with were into it. So I tried to watch it. I watched a few episodes, like when we were like doing like the the environmental symposium and stuff like that. But I never got fully into the show. Um, I tried, and I was—I well, like, I got the same feeling. Like, all right, I've solved this episode. I called the person that needed to be called. Boom, episode over. Not—it doesn't take me multiple twenty-four hour periods to figure this out. <laughs> well, if you're someone who like bounced off of twenty-four but still are intrigued by the premise, check out Hijack because it it, it solves that problem with a modern twenty twenty-three approach okay i'll have to check it out yeah okay and i know so chris was gonna go first but he said his handle was too good <laughs> he said i need to wait till the very end i don't want to show you guys up <laughs> so without any further ado chris filling up the frosty mug of wisdom out of oh it's what do you got for us <laughs> all right so i don't think i've used this before um always a good start it's I a know. good way to leave into this epic handle yep epic handle um but have you guys ever had a snack uh that immediately I've had a snack s- snack yeah, a snack like you know like a like a like a like a product that you put in your mouth and you're like yum 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 this is delicious like oh like, like a, a meal but smaller <laughs> yeah, ex- well <laughs> okay. yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. i've had a snack before <laughs> like, yeah. like like I've had a beer before. Is that a snack? No, no, that's different. Listen, Obert knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like a meal, but less. <laughs> is that one of those things? Like, like would you say like I I I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it a potato chip? Is that a snack? Um, yes, and that's actually a a beautiful segue into what I want to put over. Um, so lace down down south. There's a brand of chip um, called Deep River which is out of Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping I didn't put this one over. I'm surprised I didn't, honestly, with how many um, amazing handles I have. <laughs> um, but uh, it was something that they're, they're kettle cooked chips that you can, I can, as far as I know, can only get in the South. I have not seen them elsewhere. Um, kettle- <laughs> I've seen these in Connecticut. Are they in Connecticut? I'm not. I'm not. So every, 
literally everywhere. I don't think they're everywhere. I don't think they're everywhere. Uh, well, I mean, Chris, when was the last time you were in Connecticut? <laughs> I, I didn't see any. Like, normally, if I see them in a store, I'm like, oh, hey, I like those chips. They're my favorite, and I'll probably buy some. Um, I will I will take a picture the next time I'm in, like, a... Please do. A store. But they're everywhere. Their salt and vinegar is fan- fantastic. Um, so, uh, I... I have actually multiple times, including more most recently uh, this two days ago, uh, have ordered bulk from their from their facility from their website uh, because their mesquite barbecue is so freaking good. It's it's amazing. Um, I also ordered the uh, New York uh, spicy dill pickle chip, which is also extremely good. But if you apparently they're everywhere unbeknownst to me, um, I can't even find them in all the stores down here. So I don't know. I mean, hey. Are you sure they're from Atlanta and they're not from like you know Massachusetts? Positive. I thought they were from Connecticut, to be honest. <laughs> no, they're definitely they're definitely from Atlanta. I know that 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 much I do know. Um, but if you have a chance, if you see them, they're everywhere. Literally, kinda like, you're, you're kind of like my beer is from Chicago. Well, no, yours definitely does not say it's from Chicago, though. That's the difference. If you see them, they're literally scattered along the streets. You can find them anywhere. Um, Pick up a bag and try them because they are delicious. I love every flavor I've had so far, including salt and vinegar, which is saying something because it's not a flavor I normally enjoy. So, okay, so this is this is the confusion I have because I I saw these chips probably about five or six years ago, and from what I saw, they were from Old Lyme, Connecticut, and my limited googling has confirmed that Deep River Snacks is from Old Lyme, Connecticut. I thought they were a local um, thing. Cause yeah, cause I didn't think that it's funny that you think that there are that you sound found them more in the south because I every time I see them I'm like oh yeah Connecticut pride like well let me I support I assume the name chips. was deep, from Deep River Connecticut yeah same here um, and they're I can vouch for Chris that they are amazing chips oh they're fan, um, they're I will say as nice. besides not knowing where they're from they are fan fucking tastic chips I mean they're they're, they're great because I will say so when I googled this. This says that, our, so I typed in Deep River Chips, Connecticut, and it says, are Deep River Chips made in CT? Deep River Snacks is a family-owned and operated business based in Old Lyme, Connecticut. Yes, but Arca Continental acquires U.S.-based Deep River Chips press release oh, from 2017. A- oh, and, Ar- and Arca... And that's, that's Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah, okay, so they got us oh, relocated to Atlanta. Okay, well, there we go. That, but it does say that their headquarters is 16 Grove Street, Deep River, Connecticut. Listen, it's best of both worlds. It's North Meast. That is a North Meast. That's one hell of a pull by you right there. That like is, that is. See, you guys didn't think I had it in me. I'll give you this. We should <laughs> write this Come down. Over the handle. We You're should right. write this down as like your handle of the year. <laughs> oh, anyway, Mr. Oscar 2024. <laughs> Deep River Chips. I'm excited for them to come they in. They're really good. They are, they are very good. They're very good. Oh, yeah. They're incredible. I, <laughs> quick side note. We can't get Cape Cod chips in Montana. Uh, Those are also very good. Which yeah. is sad. And like, that's one of the things. So when I go to Connecticut, Todd, and I have that amazing pumpkin beer, I'm also going to be eating some Kettle Cook chips because whether they're Deep River or Cape Cod, they're going to be New England based and I'm going to love them. So, Arca Continental is also the parent company of Wise Snacks. So, the Wise Chips right. own Deep River Chips now. But they, w- they were based in Connecticut. Hence the name Deep River for Deep River, Connecticut. Oh, there we go. See? 
Well, thanks for bearing with us, listeners. As <laughs> we figured it out. Got progressively drunker. <laughs> I guarantee you that nobody's still listening to this podcast. Oh no, they've but, all they've all stopped. They've all stopped. I'm, my future self is hating. Is hating. This. <laughs> oh yeah. As we as I'm editing out minutes of of us searching for gourd flavored beers. <laughs> There's been a few of them. This ep. But I will say that I would like to thank you all for listening. Um, and we will thank the the brewery that provided today's beers and it's all goose island um i'll thank them for their kentucky fog bourbon county i'll thank anheuser for their uh their sir isaac stout and i'd like to thank bush for their uh 2022 bourbon county brand coffee stout please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at dawf podcast please make sure you hashtag follow the email at dawf podcast at gmail.com uh also head over to discord join the live conversation over there um if you have any other chip f- brands that we should check out, drop them in the Discord. Uh, also, if you want to help support the podcast, you can head over to Patreon. And for as little as a dollar a month, you do get extra episodes. Those episodes are coming, right, Chris? Nudge, nudge. And um, you can head if you don't want to do either one of those things, you can also head over to uh, your favorite podcast listening app and leave us a five-star rating and review, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Wherever podcasts are found, leave us a five-star rating and review. If not, just tell your friends and family. Hey, got this cool podcast. You guys like chips? You guys want to hear a good whole chip podcast? Check this episode out. And with that, my name's Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Also the, also the owner of Cheese Doodles. Wise? Wise, but Arca Continental. Cheese Doodles are fine. Have you guys had... Um, the, vood- the voodoo chips no they're uh like they're like the zaps brand they're like basically they're all dressed but but u.s version you gotta look try and find these because they never are... even seen that bag oh, i've seen those it might not be it might not be a new England thing they might there might be too much competition from the kettle chips <laughs> to the, all out. we do the have like a surprising in. amount of like kettle chips up here which is awesome I mean, they're the, the best chips they also own honchos, which I've heard of the name, but I can't put a bag to the name. I don't really want a potato chip. They're so good. That's how they get you. <laughs>